Welcome to the Prophecy Club. It is very important that you go back and listen to parts one, two, and three so you can understand some of the finer, some of the higher, some of the more detailed, some of the more important things about Bible prophecy. Our topic today is the difference between the judgment seat of Christ and the great white throne. This is the biggest misunderstanding in Bible prophecy. And I know, I understand what you want. You want me to come on and explain Bible prophecy in light of current events. And I can do that. And I'll continue to do that. I do see that our views go down when I get on to Bible prophecy. I understand that. But hopefully you'll believe me when I say this next statement. Bible prophecy, one of these days, God told me this, that one of these days, Bible prophecy is going to be the number one topic on the globe, all people, nations, and languages. Everyone is going to want to know about Bible prophecy. That's right, Christian Bible prophecy is going to be the number one topic on the globe. So you have an advantage if you understand it. I understand it's not talking about the latest events. These are talking about the last day's events. But what I'm going to show you today is something far more important than tying news to Bible prophecy. This is understanding Bible prophecy. What I'm about to show you, I dare say that there might not be anyone else on the planet that understands this. So it's going to be very, very important that you do. So I'm going to start with only a brief review, and then we're going to move into some of the finer things. So here's your brief review, and it's going to be brief. The secret door is the word first fruits, found in Leviticus 23.9. That's the first side of the secret door. The other side is in Revelation 14. Specifically, if you'll see the word here in Revelation 14.4. Now, essentially what this is saying is this tells us the secret door so that we can line up all of the prophecies after that in correct chronological order, if we understand that. And I can't begin to try to explain that on this short video. You're going to have to get the book Secret Door to understand Bible prophecy. But the point I want to make is the seven prophecies, or excuse me, the seven feasts that we're going to be talking about today are Passover, Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, and then I'm going to explain the rest of them. First Fruits is the next time that Jesus returns as the Lamb of God, still the Prince of the Kings of the Earth. He has not been to the marriage supper yet. He has not been crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords yet. This is when Acts one eleven is fulfilled the second time. You mean a Galilee, why stand you gazing over to heaven? This same Jesus was taken from you into heaven, shall, 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 shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go. Meaning, the next time Jesus return is not a pre-trib rapture, mid-trib, or pre-wrath rapture. That's all a misunderstanding. And if you'll listen today, I'm going to help you to understand how it really happens. Instead, the next time he returns is on first fruits. And I'll ask if you don't believe that, I'll ask you to look at Revelation 14.1. There it is. How do you explain that verse? Because I'm going to say that there's probably not another prophecy teacher in the whole world that is talking about that verse. So look at Revelation 14.1. I looked, and lo, a lamb stood upon the Mount Sion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written in the foreheads. How do you explain that if Jesus is going to return only one more time? If not, he returns the next time on first fruits when he resurrects the 144,000 one-year-old Jewish virgins. Now, I've got to move on if I'm going to make my point today. The next uh, feast is the wheat feast, or the Pentecost. This is when we 
are resurrected if we are dead at this point. I do not believe the living go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Not everyone gets to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, those who are ready. So at the Pentecost, this is when two wave loaves stand for one for the Jews, one for the Gentiles, fine wheat flour, they're bacon with leaven. That's very important because what are these arrayed in white robes? Whence came they? Sir, thou knowest, these are they which came out of great tribulation, washed the robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. In other words, the blood of the Lamb got them into the marriage supper of the Lamb. So the first one is the first fruits or the barley harvest or the one-year-old 144,000 Jewish boys. That's first fruits. 50 days later is Pentecost. That's us if we're dead at that point. We get to go. And I've already covered that, so I'm going to move on and keep moving on. Then at the marriage supper, well, I've explained this. So let me move on here. Revelation 19.6 is still talking about the marriage supper. A great multitude is the voice of many waters, is the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Why does it say he reigneth? Why doesn't he say it before then? Because before then he was prince of the kings of the earth. He's a, he's a king, but he is an uncrowned king. So this confirms to us at the marriage supper of the Lamb, this is when he is crowned king of kings and lord of lords. And about four months later, he's going to return on the Feast of Trumpets as king of kings and lord of lords. This is fulfilling Matthew 25, the wedding garment. I'm going to let you read that. Pause, read that. That's very important, but I've got to keep moving. I've got other stuff I've got to cover. Then about four months later on trumpets, this is the offering by fire. This is the grape harvest. This is the day of the Lord. In the evening tide they are, in the morning they are not. In less than 24 hours, Jesus does several things. Uh, at this particular time, this is the blowing of the trumpets. Fulfills Matthew twenty four thirty one. You shall send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet. They shall gather together his elect from the four winds of heaven. That's not the first thing, because the first thing is the burning of the tares. Matthew thirteen thirty. Uh, gather you first the tares, that's the sinners, bind them into bundles, that's the cities, and they gather my wheat into the barn. That's the gathering of the barn. So this is not the correct order that will happen. I need to turn that around. Then let's talk about two of the biggest rapture verses and how they fit in. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. I wish he'd put seventh trump in there, but he put the last trump. If he'd have put seventh trump, then that probably would have eliminated a lot of people misunderstanding about the rapture. But that's what it is. It's the seventh trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. That happens after the burning of the tares, you see. But it all fits. This is the way it really happens. Then we go to four, uh, 1 Thessalonians four six, 16, another big rapture verse. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. Again, I wish he'd put the seventh trump of God, because that's what it is. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's what all of the verses have said. Then we, we, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is also Revelation ten seven. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, why is it the seventh angel? Because this is the seventh trumpet. Because the seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials all conclude on the day of the Lord. This is the last day of time. The seventh angel, when he should begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. Now let's go to the famous verse, Matthew thirteen thirty. I've quoted it already. Go gather you first the tares, bind them in bundles, cast them into the fire. Okay, let's go on. 
This is also the Revelation 6.12 day. This is the day that the sun goes back black, the heavens departed as a scroll, was rolled together, every island, mountain moved out of places, because this is the day that Jesus destroys the old heaven and the old earth, and it takes him about 10 days to move all of the mountains where they all fall down, all of the valleys fill in, there's no more sea. It's, the earth is a nice, round, smooth ball. He corrects and removes all of the curses. This is when the people that are underground see Jesus return. Even though they're down on the ground, they still see him return. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Now, let me tie this together with, the, if you look up here, you see the seven seals. The, that's what the audible voice told me. The seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days, but they all conclude on the day of trumpets, the day of the Lord, when time stops for us. Time stops. Now, yes, I understand the nations still have a thousand years. We'll get to that. This is the day that Jesus returns. He returns after having been crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords at the marriage supper of the Lamb back out here. This is when he is the focus of the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's when we got to go to the marriage. Back over here. This is in Pentecost. Probably should explain it there. We get a wedding garment, and four months later, we get a, a, a white horse to return with him. He, however, is made king of kings, the lord of lords. He's given a vesture dipped in his own blood, many crowns, and a white horse to return. Now, let's go back to day of the Lord. This is the seventh trumpet. This is the great harvest, or Armageddon. Jesus is lion of the tribe of Judah, returns with the barley and the wheat from the marriage supper on white horses. He uses the morning star, which is a light sword, to burn the tares. After the tares are burned, he also takes two angels with him that have sharp sickles, and they slash the grapes. This is the day that the wine, that the blood comes out of the wine press, under the horse bridles by 1,600 furlongs. This is also the day that the old heaven and the old earth begin to be destroyed. This is the day that the nations are told, the, the nations are those people that did not take the mark of the beast, but they didn't receive Jesus either. They are the corners, not harvested. If you listen to the other ones, you understand now how that fits together. These are they that uh, they're told, okay, you can live up to a thousand years, but we don't allow sin in the new kingdom. So at what time you sin, you will be destroyed. And at what time they sin, a morning star judge shows up, hits them with the morning star. They fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. So the last judgment, let me say it again, the last judgment of the living. Let me say it again. The last judgment of the living takes place on trumpets. Now, there's another judgment I'm about to explain in 10 days, but that's only the judgment of the dead. This is the judgment of the living. This is the judgment of those people in Christ. And we'll leave it at that. Revelation nineteen eleven. I saw heaven opened and, white, and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him is called faithful and true. It's Jesus. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire and his head were many crowns. Where did he get the crowns? He's not going to the marriage supper here. He went to the marriage supper four months ago, you see. Where did he get the crowns? So it can't happen this day. The crowns, and he had a name written, and no man knew but he himself. He was clothed in a vesture dipped in his own blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven, that's us, followed him on white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. In other words, they don't let them ascend, okay? 
and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God, and had on his vesture appear, and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. This is when all the fowls fly in the midst of the heaven are commanded to come and eat the people killed in this one dead, that won this, this one battle. This is the day to start it off. It says, I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and the armies gathered together to make war against him that set upon the, the, the horse. And they were both tossed alive, alive. Let me show you. I've got that scripture. They were both tossed alive. Here it is someplace here. Tossed alive into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone because their bodies are destroyed, but their souls are not. They are tormented along with the people that take the mark of the beast for all eternity. Here it is. Uh, deceive them. Boast all. Here it is. Cast alive. Had to read it here. Now let's go on. I'm trying to move fast here. Now let's talk about the nations. These are the ones that didn't receive Jesus, but they didn't take the mark of the beast either. They're basically roving bands of marauders or hoodlums that they don't fit into the society. So they they just basically, well, here, I'll explain. I'll show you the scripture on it. The rest of the men which are not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils or idols of gold, brass, whatever, neither repented they of their murders. So this is what they are. Murders, sorceries, that means they're smoking pot and drinking and killing people and raping. And uh, the sorceries is, is also like um, heroin and stuff like that. So they're, they're roving bums, okay? Uh, North thefts, that's how they, they live. And this is another description of them. But the fearful, unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, all, all idolaters and liars shall have their part in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone. Now, you may be saying, wait a minute. If you said that they're, they're killed, and they are, then why does it say they have their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone? Well, because at some point, if they sin, they get destroyed early. But at the end of the thousand years, Satan is loosed out of his prison. He goes out to deceive them, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together, whose, whose numbers is the sand of the sea. I don't know if I covered all that in here. But anyway, at the end of the 1,000 years, they're all destroyed. Fire from God out of heaven, the morning star again, comes down and destroys them. Then let's go to Revelation twenty-two fifteen. For without are dog sorcerers, this is describing the nations, dog sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Daniel 2.44, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. This is another scripture. So there's a lot of people that say, oh, well, you know, my God would never destroy people like that. Well, he does. He says, the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Meaning, these people that didn't receive Jesus, they don't get their name in the book of life. They can drink the water, they can eat the leaves, or whatever they do with the leaves coming from the tree of life, but they don't get their name in the book of life. They don't get a glorified body. They don't get eternal life. So that's the reason it says, and they shall not be left to other people. Revelation 2.26, and he that overcometh, and keepeth my works to the end, him will give power over the nations. That's the morning star. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. In other words, they don't break one of the God's laws. As the vessels of a potter, they shall be broken to shivers, even as they received of my father, and I will give him the morning star. Meaning that those people that have earned it get the morning star also. Jesus is the bright morning star, and he got that from his father, but he also gives that to some of us that keep us his works to the end. And just like the two witnesses, I don't think I have that scripture here. Let me see. 
Uh, let, let, me, let me go on here. Stick with the PowerPoint, Stan. Revelation 19.15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he should rule them with the rod of iron. He treadeth the winepress in the fierceness of the wrath of God Almighty. This is Jesus at Armageddon. Revelation 21.24. And the nations that were with him are saved, shall walk in the light of it. In other words, these are the people that didn't get saved. And they are serving the people that live in the New Jerusalem, the giant 250-mile square cube of clear gold. And you go on down, it says, And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. All this is talking about the people that did not get eternal life, but they're allowed to live. Here's another example, Ezekiel 39, 9. And they shall dwell in the cities of Israel, shall go forth, and shall set on fire and burn the weapons. I remember talking with, if I were to say his name, all of you heard of him, <laughs> one of our speakers at Prophecy Club. And he said, what are you going to do with the people that are taking wood out of the forest and burning it? Well, that's the nations. So that explains, explains so many things. Then let's go to Revelation 10, 6. And there should be time no longer. This is the stopping of time on trumpets. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, that confirms to us that time stops at the seventh sound or the seventh trumpet or the seventh seal, the seventh vial, all the same thing. At this point, when time stops, no one else gets saved. No one else falls away. Uh, this is the final judgment of the living. Then we go to Revelation eleven fifteen, and the seventh angel sounded. And there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. All happens here on the day of the Lord, here on trumpets, right here. This is all what we're talking about this day. Time stops here. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And then we go to atonement. Now, let me back up to explain this Leviticus 23, 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Also on the tenth day of the seventh month, there should be a day of atonement. In other words, a balancing of sin versus blessings. This, these people are not judged based upon the blood of Jesus. These are the people that never heard of Jesus. These are like people like Adam and Eve and Samuel and those kind of people are going to report here. No one alive reports to the atonement. Everyone that is, the only ones that report there are the ones that are dead. Leviticus 26, 23, 26. And it says, you make an atonement for yourself for whatsoever your soul it be that shall not be afflicted. And that same day should be cut off from among his people. Now, let's talk about this because this is the great white throne. And I saw a great white throne and he that sat upon him. In other words, this is not the day of trumpets. This is 10 days later. The only ones report here are the dead. I saw a great white throne, him set upon it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. In other words, at this point, there is no more old heaven or old earth. We're now, he has now made a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave it the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Means after this, there is no more death, there, there is no more hell. In other words, it's all over. Now, I know that sounds like it's at the end of the thousand years. It's not. Because the judgment 
for the living was trumpets ten days before. This is the judgment of the dead. And so you might be saying, wait a minute, if there's no more death, then how is it that the the uh, how is it that the nations are killed after this? Because they're already judged. Okay, in other words, it's kind of like a guy if he's sentenced to death, but his sentence is not carried out for ten years. At that sentence, he's already dead. That's what's happening here. These people are already dead. Now, the the judgment of the nations happened 10, ten days earlier. Well, let's get going, go on here. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And I probably need to make a whole other DVD just talking more in specific because I'm moving really, really fast on this. Finally, we get to the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. Leviticus 23 33, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days. This is when the Jews were told to go out and take down bows and trees and basically make lean-tos, kind of like little booths for them to stay in, for seven days. So this is actually a picture of us going into the New Jerusalem. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, there you may be also. Revelation 21.1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven of the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And they, he, shall be, he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are all passed away, brothers and sisters. They're all gone. It's a new heaven and a new earth. This is fulfilled when Jesus says, I am the light of the world. John eight twelve says, Then spake Jesus to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. At this point... Jesus is the light of life. The sun went out, as you recall, 72 hours before Jesus returned. Back over in what the, uh, the yeah, it went out in the fourth vial. Uh, gets seven times hotter in the fourth vial. It goes out in the fifth vial, 72 hours before. This is when Jesus literally is the light of the world. Revelation 21, 23. The city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Twenty Revelation twenty two three. There is no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. That's the tabernacles. That's the New Jerusalem. A two hundred and fifty square mile golden cube comes down, and we get to live. Now, here's the summary. So Jesus will return the next time on first fruits. He walks around for with the 144,000 for about 50 days. Then he resurrects the, the wheat. So the wheat and the barley then go to the marriage supper of the Lamb for about four months. About four months later, on the day of judgment, the trumpets is judgment by fire. They return with him on white horses. That is when the nations are told you make one sin and your history. Ten, for ten days... He destroys the old heaven and the old earth, and then 10 days later is the judgment, uh, the, the great white throne. This is when Jesus said they fled away. The heaven either fled away. They were, they were not found anymore. In other words, the new heaven, 
and the new or the old heaven and the old earth were gone. The new heaven and the new earth has now been created after 10 days. So that's the great white throne, okay? Cannot be any other way. Five days later is the tabernacles when the new Jerusalem comes down. Okay, so now it's time for me to encourage you to get my book, Miss the Mark. And I think the reason it's so important to have this book is because the devil is the beast, is not coming for the Muslims. He's got them. He's not coming for the Buddhists or the Hindus. He's got them. He's coming for me and you. He's coming for the people that have read Revelation 13, that understands who he is and understands the mark. This book, you can read through it in only about three hours. It's a simple book designed to, to take someone, if they don't know anything about the Bible, if they don't never heard of Jesus, if they're even worshiping another God. This book is designed to take them from a blank piece of paper to where they will never take that mark of the beast. And if uh, someone that's not a Christian reads this book, they'll probably get saved. We offer it one for 20. Don't do that, though. We offer it in shrink wrap sets of 10. 10 for 30, 20 for 45, or four sets of 10 for 70. That way it gives you extra copies to give away. Now, the book I've been talking about is this one, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. What happened was, in 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. It took me about 12 months. And over the 12 months, God gave me 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice, which I put in this book. And he showed me the, the first fruits word is a secret door. And this allows you to put the events of Revelation in correct chronological order. I just did a brief overview of that. But in the book, you see all of the scriptures understand it all together. One for 20. Don't do that. Five for 30, 10 for 55, or a case of 60 for 250. You get both these books, the uh, Miss the Mark book, and also understand you get those all at prophecyclub.com. I also want to encourage you to get signed up and make plans to come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. July 29 to August 2. Essentially, what we're going to do is teach you. Leslie is going to teach you through her school of the prophets. Why? Because everyone wants to get closer to the Lord, to be able to hear his voice, have dreams and visions. She's going to lay hands on you and anoint you with oil and ask God to give you a prophetic anointing. Why? For exactly that purpose. Also, it will help you to be able to walk in the sevenfold miracles when they arrive. I'm going to teach all the way through these charts and help you to understand Bible prophecy like you've never understood it because there's going to be a time when people start looking for folks like you that can give them answers, that can explain Bible prophecy, and that's what we're going to do. There's other things. I mean, getting filled with the Spirit, water baptized, all sorts of things. Uh, all going to be at this, and it's three and a half days. It's an awesome thing. You go to this uh, by going to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. So, download the Prophecy Club app, easiest way to follow the ministry. Order Miss the Mark, Secret Door, books at prophecyclub.com. Sign up to go to the sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. When you do, get the meal package and stay at the Hyatt. Please do not stay at another hotel. Now, if you want to go to heaven, here's the way you get there. John 3.16 says you can have everlasting life. Romans 3.23 says we've all sinned. Ephesians 2.8.9 so it says it's a grace or it is by grace or a free get, gift to get eternal life. And then we need to confess with the mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus rose from the dead. Pray with me and I'll see you in heaven. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, 
I admit I'm a sinner, and I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Christ. Died on the cross, arose three days later, his blood washes me and my sins away, writes my name in the book of life, and keeps me holy and saves me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. Send us a note and let us know that you just prayed that. Ask Stan at prophecyclub.com.